Today is Thursday, November 30th, 2023. House GOP ramps up impeachment probe with damning suspicious activity report from Bank on the Bidens. This tells you everything Elon Musk breaks the internet by telling woke advertisers to go fuck yourself. And Julie Kelly joins the show to talk about all of the interesting January 6th abnormalities that we now know because all of the footage has been released, along with a congressman saying there were 200 undercover FBI agents in the crowd. Seems like the dam is breaking and we are winning. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. So much news, so much news breaking, like concurrently as we were like ready to get the show going. We're adding so much, we're packing so much into the show before the show is about to go live that we can, we can barely fit it in. And that's why we're actually a, a minute late today. So thank you so much for watching and being patient. We are up to date and we want you to be up to date and we want you to stay connected with us and our show. Please join Patriot Mobile. Make sure that you are using cellular wireless companies that don't hate you, that don't hate free speech. It's gonna be a major trend of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Elon Musk pushing back. The moment for free speech is now and there is a movement that is happening. Do not use wireless providers that want to censor you, that want to steal your data information and want to eliminate free speech. Use Patriot Mobile. I am proud to partner with them. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless provider and you can get a free smartphone today. When you sign up for Patriot Mobile, go to patriotmobile.com slash Benny, 972 Patriot. You can call with the promo code Friday76 and get a free smartphone with the promo code Friday76, patriotmobile.com slash Benny. Bank investigator flagged unusual and erratic activity in Hunter Biden's financial transactions from China that Republicans say funded a $40,000 loan repayment to Joe Biden. So this is just at the, uh, on its face. When you read through the document that was released yesterday from GOP oversight, and you can see the document here, we'll put it up on screen. This is a suspicious activity report. This is what it looks like. Suspicious activity reports are something that you will never get in your lifetime called a SAR, right? SAR is a report that a bank creates because something funny is happening with your account. If you today got a million dollars from Kazakhstan, right? Your bank would most likely send a suspicious activity report to the government assuming that you don't do million dollar transactions normally with Kazakhstan. This is in order to prevent money laundering. This is in order to prevent, of course, uh, fraud. And the banks will be liable if fraud is occurring. So it's really important that the banks keep an eye on this stuff. So if I buy an expensive camera and we do media and I'm typically buying cameras, there's not gonna be a suspicious activity report. If you buy groceries or if you buy a million dollars worth of steel, but you're in a construction company, th the bank isn't gonna care. But the bank was like, what the hell is going on with the Bidens? They put together a suspicious activity report and I will read to you from it. Bank investigator flagged unusual and erratic activity in Hunter Biden's financial transactions from China. The Republicans say funded a $40,000 loan repayment bribe, 10% for the big guy, to Joe Biden directly. A bank investigator was alarmed by unusual and erratic activity in Hunter Biden's financial transactions by a Chinese company in 2018. China Oil, we'll call it. The bank should conduct a reevaluation of its relationship with the high-risk client they wanted to dump the Bidens. Why? 
because the money trail snaked from a Chinese oil giant, CEFC, but we try as hard as we can not to drown people in acronym, China Oil, Big China Oil, right? The Chevron of China. One of Hunter Biden's joint ventures into Joe's account directly, $40,000 check. So what you see inside of the suspicious activity report here from the bank uh, is erratic payments, no obvious services rendered, no current business purpose, known China strategy to target children of politicians and known political influence through sweetheart deals. The investigator ends the email by saying the erratic bank activity may require reevaluation of the uh, relationship with the customer because the banks are saying, and these banks are quite smart, saying, we, we can't have fraud happening inside of our bank. Then we're the ones who are going to be liable. We got to make sure that this doesn't affect us. What I find particularly interesting about all this is that they say that there are effectively no services rendered. The bank can't figure out what China is paying for. And that's the major concern here. Does not appear any services are rendered to China. Furthermore, there's been negative news regarding the allegations of his ex-wife and financial concerns about extravagant spending and his own interests, drugs, strip clubs, prostitutes, which may put his family in deep financial hole. This is what the bank is saying. More recent negative news indicates that China is targeting the children of politicians and purchase of political influence through sweetheart deals, specifically Hunter Biden's $1.5 billion deal with the Chinese state to establish a private equity firm. This is the bank straight up linking to Breitbart articles, Western Journal articles, and the Wall Street Journal. Really an un unbelievable document where, of course, you don't have any political. What I find particularly interesting about this bombshell is that you don't have any political uh, leverage, right? The, the bank is not trying to go after the Bidens. The Bidens are probably great business for the bank, actually, if you're going to bring billions of dollars worth of money in through the bank. Banks like that typically, unless the risk is so high that they have to shoot off a SAR. And there are 50 plus suspicious activity reports on the Bidens, according to Jamie Comer. And so you're now looking at the direct and clear evidence of what banks and banking institutions say is money laundering. The Chinese government paying off the kids of politicians. It's there in black and white. It's in their own documents. And effectively, it's being uh, not only flagged by the banks, but the banks are flagging the fact that Joe Biden is being paid as well. Incredible. According to bank records obtained by Republicans, the money trail started with a $5 million payment from a Chinese oil giant, Hunter Biden's a hunter venture through several Biden connected accounts and entities and resulted in a $40,000 deposit into Joe's account. Well, 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 Hunter Biden, that's not exactly 10% for the big guy, but that's Joe Biden getting money. Hunter Biden, of course, historically very, very bad with money and a very, very bad person. Bank Secrecy Act manager wrote in a bombshell 2018 email released Wednesday that Hunter's financial transactions sparked concern over the unusual nature and that there was no services rendered, no current business purpose on the email. No current business purpose, the email continues. In addition, the investigator raised issues that China was targeting the children of politicians. So here we go. Bundled all up nicely in a uh, little package right there from an American corporate bank is the Biden business model, which was overt 
blatant on its face fraud, bribery, and treason. And what do we impeach presidents for? Bribery and treason are the two things we impeach presidents for. Those are at the very top. Article 2, Section 4. We've covered this extensively, but those are those are the start. Everyone, because of Bill Clinton, because Bill Clinton wasn't, at least, he wasn't caught in bribery and treason, even though he committed those things, people like to focus on the high crimes and misdemeanors element of that because it was popularized in the 90s. That's not what the Constitution says. The Constitution says bribery and treason, and treason would be selling our natural resources to our geopolitical enemy. The Bidens did that. That's what this document is about. That's what the payments were for, to sell oil, American oil, our most precious natural resource, arguably, to China, which doesn't have any natural deposits of oil. And so this, ladies and gentlemen, constitutes both impeachable offenses. And now the Republicans are beginning to finally dance to the tune of impeaching Joe Biden. Speaker Mike Johnson yesterday saying Biden has lied at least 16 times involving his family business scheme. We're going to get to the bottom of it. Mike Johnson was the defender of Donald Trump in the impeachment inquiries against Donald Trump. Very legend, in a legendary moment, held up the Trump acquitted newspaper headline in front of Nancy Pelosi's office. Maybe we can clip that. Speaker Mike Johnson also, before becoming speaker, was on the House floor stating that he is intending on voting for a Joe Biden impeachment. And now it looks like he's following through. Watch. His impeachment has been an issue that we've all become all too familiar with, that next to the declaration of war, you can make an argument that impeachment may be the heaviest power that Congress holds. Th that, that constitutional responsibility lies with the House. We, we have a duty to pursue the facts where they lead. John Adams famously said, facts are stubborn things, and you heard a recitation of that here this morning. These facts are alarming. They're alarming to the American people. They are alarming to us. And so while we take no pleasure in, uh, in the proceedings here, we have a responsibility to do it. So now Speaker Johnson is saying that there is enough evidence to impeach Joe Biden. As I said yesterday, please don't get rid of a good thing. Joe Biden is performing historically bad in the polls for an incumbent. Donald Trump has never polled higher in his entire political career, including when he was just flirting with running for office and people did polls Donald Trump back in the year 2000, for instance, right? Or 2004, 2008, people polled Donald Trump. Donald Trump has never performed better in the polls. Joe Biden is doing historically bad with Everyone, I mean, there's effectively everyone, single cat ladies uh, hopped up on Ozempic and Xanax are the two, are, are, is the single constituency that still voting for Joe Biden overwhelmingly. He has been, everything has been eroded beyond repair for the Democrats. Now, many are saying that that means the switcheroo is going to happen. And tonight there's going to be a debate with Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis on Fox. Now you could argue whether that was a wise thing for Ron DeSantis to agree to. I have a feeling that it probably, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. It has the potential to really boost Newsom, right? So if Newsom's able to land haymakers, it has the potential to boost Newsom. It also has the potential to potentially knock him off his pedestal. And Newsom is a very cretinous uh, little man. But who, are they, who would they replace Biden with at this point? Mike Johnson going down the list of Biden crimes. Watch. 
just got the bullet points here. From 2014 to 2019, Biden family members and their affiliate companies received over $15 million from foreign companies and foreign nationals. These are all facts. Facts are stubborn things. That included Ukraine, Russia, Kazakhstan, Romania, and China. Biden Business Associates received an additional $9 million. The, the, the chairman here have uncovered a lot of facts. President Biden has, of course, lied at least 16 times about his involvement in his family's business schemes. There are at least 22 examples of Joe Biden speaking with or meeting with Hunter Biden's foreign business associates. The Oversight Committee recently released two checks. You see the graphics up here today. Uh, these checks are to Joe Biden. One is for $40,000 from China, and another is for $200,000 from a now bankrupt healthcare company that his brother James Biden apparently swindled. Listen, this, op this, um, this investigation has to continue. So Mike Johnson, many people have major criticisms of Mike Johnson. I got to tell you, I, I am seeing what's happening inside of the House today. They may be voting to expel George Santos today, and I wouldn't, I'm not sitting, going to sit here and argue whether George Santos is a, a good guy or not, um, but they can't even impeach Mayorkas, yet you can vote to expel a Republican. How captured is our country? Republican Party is our country's republic. How captured is the GOP corporate establishment? They'll vote to impeach a Republican. They'll vote to kick out. They have a margin. They have a margin that is as thin as dental floss right now. And they're voting to kick out a member of the Republican Party at, while letting Jamal Bowman remain in Congress. They never voted out Jamal Bowman. Eric Swalwell literally slept with Chinese spies. Nobody voted to kick him out. Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar are blatant terrorist sympathizers. No votes to kick them out. And of course, Secretary Mayorkas is effectively a one of the world's greatest human traffickers and committing crimes against humanity by the day on our southern border unspeakable crimes that we've seen with our own eyes on this program. So we can't impeach them. Can't impeach Mayorkas. Can't get an impeachment of, of Secretary Mayorkas over the finish line. But you can expel a Republican. So cucked. So unbelievably cucked. We look forward to, I mean, somebody, somebody finally doing something to attack not our own side, but the left. That would be really nice. You know my thoughts on the entire speaker race anyway. We'll, Julie Kelly will be a guest on the program, and we're thankful that the January 6th tapes have been released, but, like, come on. Come on. We give Republicans a majority. We need someone to do something. Somebody's got to do something. It is really a trick of Washington, D.C., however, to use the fact that you were in an echo chamber in Washington, D.C., and the, it sounds really, really loud because everything is so left-wing there. And so Republicans and tend to be able to be bullied, right? And go after their own side. Mitch McConnell's a great example of that. McCarthy's a great example of that. And so the, the city itself is like a trap in order to like make Republicans act the fool. And that's exactly, what, that's exactly what's happening. Thankfully, there's one man who has really stood up against that. Donald Trump's one of them. Jim Jordan's another. Jim Jordan uh, last night saying, this is like, Terrifying that the bank is saying, wait a second, the Chinese are targeting children of politicians and Hunter Biden is top of the list. Watch. 
Yeah, it is. And, you know, remember, Sean, but for the two whistleblowers who came forward in Chairman Smith's committee, the DOJ would have probably got away with it. God bless the judge who saw the sweetheart deal. But it was Mr. Shapley and Mr. Ziegler who came forward and gave us the facts about how this whole investigation was slow walked and what they did. But I actually think Jamie's right. The most important line in this internal bank document is the line that says China is targeting children of politicians. So this may have been a lot less than a shakedown, which John Solomon referred to. It may have been that somewhat, but it also could be going the other way. China trying to influence, because look at what China sees. They, they most likely knew about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's contact and involvement with this Ukrainian energy company and how Joe Biden went over there and leveraged our tax dollars to get the guy fired who was applying the pressure to the Burisma executives at the request of his son. So that's the scary thing here. China may have known that. China may have saw an easy target or a, or a big target and, and taken this action that they did. So, of course, Jim Jordan is correct here. We love Jim Jordan, big friend, big time friend of the show, along with Jamie Comer. Jamie Comer saying the lies of the Bidens are now being exposed, but we don't really need to know that the Bidens are liars. Sorry if I'm like, I'm not trying to black pill anyone, right? I just want Republicans. This is going to sound, this is going to be terrifying, okay? I mean, take a breath. This is going to get clipped and taken out of context. I want Republicans to act like Democrats. What do I mean by that? I mean, I want Republicans to have a sense of purpose and sticking togetherness and to recognize the moment in time. Like, what time is it right now? It's time for us to save this country and to recognize that we need to begin immediately defunding programs. We need to begin immediately impeaching members of the regime. We need to use the tactics that they used against Donald Trump. This is fair game. They made it fair game. And so this needs to be a calling time for Republicans to like hear the bell ring and go, oh, okay, now, okay, it's it's actually no longer time to be simps for the corporate media and to dance to their tune. It is time to defund the Department of Education. It is time to defund places inside the Pentagon that are funding Drag's Queen Story Hour or telling their uh, airmen not to go to Turning Point events which happened in North Dakota last week. Like now is the time to actually wield power and to not just be little ball ball gagged simps in gimp costumes for Democrats, which is what the majority of Republicans are, at least the ones who would vote against Jim Jordan for speaker. And we know that there's about 25 of those. Could have had Jim Jordan as speaker. Jamie Comer really wanted that. Jamie Comer voted for Jim Jordan as speaker. What would be different? I think a great deal. But ladies and gentlemen, Jamie Comer has really been pissed off and he came on our show really upset because this, uh, the, the speaker, again, Republican insider fighting got in the way of his investigation of the Bidens. Now it seems to be back on track. Jamie Comer, take it away. Please. Joe Biden has repeatedly lied to the American people about his family's corrupt influence peddling schemes. Our investigation has revealed how Joe Biden knew of, participated in, and benefited from his family cashing in on the Biden name around the world. First, President Biden told the American people he never spoke to his son about his family's business dealings. That was a lie. President Biden spoke by phone, attended dinners, had coffee with his son's foreign business associates. These individuals include Russian and Kazakhstani oligarchs, 
a Burisma executive, and a Chinese national who funneled millions to his son. President Biden claimed there was an absolute wall between his official government duties as vice president and his family. But there was no such wall. The door was wide open to his family's influence peddling schemes. But Joe Biden allowed his son to catch a ride on Air Force Two at least a dozen times to sell the Biden brand around the world. So what is the wall exactly? It's a wall of melted Swiss cheese because the National Archives actually has all of the emails where Joe Biden is using a pseudonym in order to conduct business while he's vice president. We don't need those, by the way. We already have the phone recordings of him with Ukrainian oligarchs talking through how many people need to be fired who are investigating his son, Victor Shokin being one of them. The recordings are public. We can listen to them. You can hear them. Jamie Comer saying the National Archives has all of this evidence handed over. The, the National Archives has also identified the Office of Vice President emailed with the Biden family and their businesses over 29,000 times. However, the White House is withholding these emails from Congress in addition to the 82,000 pages of pseudonym emails. 82,000 pages. President Biden claimed his family didn't receive money from China, but we all know they did. President Biden's son, brother, sister-in-law, and daughter-in-law collectively received millions from CCP-linked entities. We've also revealed how Joe Biden received $40,000 in laundered China money in the form of a personal check from his sister-in-law. So you can see the check here on your screen. We always show you uh, the evidence. We seem to be the only people that ever play like voicemail recordings from Hunter Biden's laptop. There are too many of them to actually play in one show. We play them often. The recordings of Joe Biden speaking with Poroshenko, the leader of Ukraine, weaponizing effectively the payments that he had gotten from Burisma uh, to get prosecutors fired that were looking into his kids' business dealings. And now you can see the fruits of the labor on your screen. You can see the money. You can see the money trail. Hunter Biden is going to testify before Congress. Hot damn. This is going to be a hot time in the old town tonight. The White House is actually in desperation mode now, attempting to cover it up. Jamie Comer explains. The White House and corporate media continue to move the goalpost as they seek to cover up for President Biden and his family. But Nate, make no mistake. Financial records, emails, text messages, and witness testimony reveal that the Biden family enterprise is centered on Joe Biden's political career and connections. Joe Biden knew about, participated, and benefited from these schemes. This is a national security threat at the highest level of government, and Americans demand accountability for the Biden corruption. Over the next two months, our committees will interview members of the Biden family and their associates about this record of evidence. We expect full compliance with our lawfully issued subpoenas. No one is above the law, even if your last name is Biden. So are the Bidens above the law? That is the question at hand. This is going to be very inconvenient to a Democrat talking point that nobody is above the law. But here we are, ladies and gentlemen. The Bidens have spent their entire lives above the law. Hunter Biden himself admits that I should be in jail right now. But because of my last name, because of my privilege, I got out of jail. Starting when I was a teenager 
an incredible series of events happened in the 80s when uh, little punk ass Hunter Biden was doing coke or blow or some type of illegal substance on the Jersey Shore. He was always a messed up kid. He was always a ne'er-do-well. And at the age of the, the age of 18 or 17, depending on the time frame, we don't know because the arrest record was completely expunged, except for one little sliver that was found in Stone Harbor, New Jersey. Hunter Biden was arrested for an illegal the use of an illegal substance, of course, a precursor of a life to come, of utter degeneracy, failure, uh, and embarrassment. And who got him off without even a mugshot? Can't even find the mugshot. Daddy Joe, thus beginning a trend for his entire life of Hunter Biden's father getting him off at the definition of white privilege. Watch. And the Biden family has a long history of covering up cocaine charges. Ask Hunter. He'll tell you straight up. If he wasn't a Biden, he'd be in jail. I just wondered how you viewed sort of the money you made through your your clients that enabled that addiction and also maybe the ways that protected you from consequences that might have landed a lot of other people in jail? I think it's completely unfair. And I think that that uh, that I am 100 percent the um, still here today and not in a uh, jail cell or um, in an institution. Uh, because of my privilege and not just the privilege of a family that loved me, but the privilege of the fact that, you know, I, I had uh, been uh, very successful. Back in 1988, Hunter was arrested for cocaine possession in Stone Harbor, New Jersey. But Hunter walked out with a clean record. Why? Well, his dad, senator at the time, expunged his record. And at the same time, Biden was sweeping his son's coke under the rug Biden was throwing average Americans in prison for coke possession. Same crime. We seem to be the only people that ever play that clip of Joe Biden talking about his crack cocaine laws that locked up hundreds of thousands of young black men, but didn't wind up ensnaring his own kid. Joe Biden was getting his kid off for doing crack cocaine. He was expunging his record whilst locking up any kid that didn't have the last name Biden for a scintilla of what Hunter Biden was guilty of. People are beginning to have a belly full of this. People are beginning to be fed up. They are beginning to snap over the blatant oligarch oligarchy. The it's not double standards, right? These people didn't have double standards. They'd have no standards at all. It's simply a different set of rules for a ruling class that is evil and wish to weaponize the rules against us to the letter of the law while themselves using the preponderance of their power are able to effectively skate time and time again. If Jeffrey Epstein is a problem for you, you just have him murdered in federal lockup. Who has the power to turn off the cameras inside of the federal prison system? Who has the power to turn off cameras inside of the federal jail? That's the people. Those are the people who are actually in charge. There's your answer right there. People are beginning to be fed up. The left is beginning to protest Joe Biden. CNN is beginning to run pieces like this, asking questions about whether Joe Biden's been honest 
when he says he has no connection to his son's business dealings. You want to know what real panic look like? looks like? It looks like CNN running pieces like this, and then I'll, I'll show you how Joe Biden was protested in, in, in Nantucket, of all places, uh, this weekend. Watch. Despite his denials, a CNN review of the laptop data, as well as other public material, shows that Joe Biden did interact with some of his son's associates while serving as vice president, though it's unclear exactly what was discussed. One example, the Republican site, Miguel Aleman Magnani, a Mexican businessman and son of the former president who Hunter was trying to woo. In 2014, Aleman Magnani and his dad were photographed at the White House with then-Vice President Biden. In a later email, Hunter Biden reminds Alemani Magnani of the favors he's done for him. We have been talking about business deals and partnerships for seven years. I have brought every single person you have ever asked me to bring to the effing White House and the vice president's house and the inauguration. Hunter Biden bluntly acknowledged the power of the Biden name in a memoir, writing that the Ukrainian energy company Burisma, which put him on its board, considered my last name gold. I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that, uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden. Hmm. Okay. Don't think there's a lot of things that would happen in my life if my last name wasn't Biden. Clips of Hunter Biden straight up saying I should be in jail right now. Incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, these are such important documents here from the GOP's committee. Bankers describing Hunter Biden's business venture with Chinese associates as lobbying types of activity with no large payments as management fees and no purpose or project at all. Among the future concerns were business activities that could infer favors. These are what the banks saw. And now that the media is beginning to see the exact same thing, now people are beginning to snap. The left is beginning to snap. The left is beginning to turn on Joe Biden. Now, that's a bad thing because Joe Biden will lose in 2024. I want Joe Biden to be the nominee in 2024. I want to be able to spend a year investigating with our friends in the GOP and our friends on these committees and friends of the show. J Jamie Comer has been on the show a uh, half dozen times, Jim Jordan, uh, Anna Polina Luna, and a bunch of other wonderful investigators. I want to be able to like dig our heels in here and really expose these people and the corruption because I think it'll really, I, I am predicting that there's going to be a major economic uh, crisis in the year 2024. Um, and I think that this will really start to sting Along with the Bidens, of course, being utterly indifferent to America's economic crises that they have caused, you, you need to not spend trillions of dollars we don't have. You need to not forgive student loans that were taken out uh, that is effectively universalizing all of the student loans to, to us. You're saying that we have to pay for some dumbass uh, gender fluid, uh, sex education, major, minor Brown college university degree. So what Joe Biden has done, and he's, he's forgiven billions of dollars in student loans is he said that you and I have to pay for that now. That's how it works. The debt doesn't just disappear. It goes to us. People are beginning to snap. It's not going to work, but the, the bloody cheek of the Biden family in taking times like these and then going and vacationing in Nantucket, a private island, uh, at a billionaire's residence, a $64 million mansion, which is where the Biden spent the weekend, 
uh, and then traipsed around the town and went to these little festivals. Everyone walking around in their yoga pants, so unbecoming, so unbelievable. Every Jill Biden in her yoga pants, so, so insulting to all of us, and so insulting to the office to the to the office that you hold. Ladies and gentlemen, not even the people on an, a private island in Massachusetts that voted for Joe Biden by 80%, so 80% of the island voted for Joe Biden in 2020. Not even those people can stand Joe Biden's presence. They said Joe Biden belongs in jail. They chanted it to his face. Watch. <laughs> ah, Christmas come early in the Johnson household. I love that clip so very much. The retelling of that clip from the reporters on the ground is hysterical. So these people kept uh, shouting that at the Bidens, and they kept moving the ch trying to move the children's choir in between. They used the children's choir as a shield for Joe Biden, the little town in Nantucket. They tried to move the choir in between the protesters and Joe Biden. And then they blared the music. They like blasted the music to try and drown out the protesters, the left-wing protesters. Biden, Biden, you can't hide. We'll charge you with genocide. Put it on a t-shirt. I'll wear it. <laughs> I'll wear it. Come on. <laughs> Biden to Gitmo. The Bidens aren't sleeping well at night. The Bidens, uh, I think, are quite in a panic over what's happening and they're worried. I think for the first time, I'm really like, you're starting to see them shook. If you follow cringe Jean Pierre and you're, start, you're starting to see like the, the people on their team and, and their defense team, they really are quite nervous about what's about to happen. This is, this is why Hunter Biden's like, I'll testify, but only in public, trying to dictate the terms to Jamie Comer. It's, it's a desperation act. It's a desperation plea. They're not sleeping well. They are nervous, but you should be sleeping well. The holiday season is upon us, of course. There's going to be a lot of stress. My entire household is uh, incre like incredibly sick. Like all my kids are incredibly sick. We did a little trip, and that now everyone, you know, everyone's under the weather. So there's not a lot of great sleep in our household. That's why we use Beam. When you do not have good sleep, that can cause weight gain, mood issues, poor mental health, and lower productivity. Sleeping less than six to seven hours per night is linked with a reduced white blood cell count. It's reduced with less health. That is why you should consider using Beam Dream. I've been raving about Beam Dream on this show. It's because I use it and I make a little Beam hot cocoa before going to bed. We have a nice little uh, Christmas setup and we sit in our living room and enjoy a beautiful Christmas tree. My listeners today can get a special discount on Beam Dream Powder, the best-selling hot cocoa for sleep, no added sugar, available in delicious flavors like sea salt, cinnamon, cocoa, chocolate, peanut butter. Sleep has never tasted better. Go to Beam Dream Powder and get 40% off a limited time when you shop beam.com slash Benny. Shop beam.com slash Benny. Use the code Benny at checkout. B-E-A-M. That's beam.com slash Benny. Use the code Benny at checkout for 40% off. Beam Dream will help you sleep. Studies show 93% wake up feeling better. Make yourself part of that 93%. We are the majority, and the majority of people are saying, well, F you. To who? Well, to the Bidens, 
but also to a woke regime that clearly and uh, like evidently hates us as the Amer the American people. There's always been a power struggle, and that power struggle is between people who are slavers. What do I mean by that? Do I mean like actual physical chains? Sometimes, sometimes, but people who view those around them as inferior and worthy of uh, simply of slavery. And what is how does that manifest today? It manifests in the form of digital chains that are typically placed upon us instead of physical ones, even though slavery does actually exist um, quite predominantly in the Horn of Africa and in the, in the Muslim world to this very day. Never hear about that. No, no, no. But nonetheless, the digital slave chains are here in this country, and they come in the form of censorship. There's a censorship, uh, we're monitoring closely, a censorship uh, uh, hearing going on right now on Capitol Hill, where the federal government is aligning uh, with censors in order to reduce the capacity for you to have free speech, which is a uh, free thought predicate. So if somebody is telling you what you can say, and by the very fact of doing that, telling you what you can think, then you are a slave. If you don't have liberty over what you can think and say, then you're a slave by definition. If you don't have liberty over what medicine you take or what gets injected into your body, you're a slave. And so it becomes quite evident and quite clear to look around and to see, wait a second, like there's a group of people who are slavers who want to tell us how to live, how to think, and what we must put into our bodies at the order of the government. These are the new digital slavers. And Elon Musk is of course a victim of these people and their mendacity. Elon Musk is, is suffering right now a major uh, advertiser boycott on X because he allows free speech. They don't like free speech because they like slavery. They don't want you to be free. Free speech by definition means you're allowed to say things that I disagree with or you disagree with or the government disagrees with. That's the point, it's the purpose of it. Elon Musk allows it and advertisers are trying to blackmail him. Well, Elon Musk had a message to those advertisers last night. Uh, it went a little bit like this, uh, go F yourself, watch. There's a public perception that that was part of a apology tour, if you will, that were, this had been said online, there was all of the criticism, there was advertisers leaving, we talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's gonna try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money? yourself but go fuck yourself is that clear i hope it is hey bob if you're in the audience well well let me ask you then that's how i feel don't advertise how do you think then about the economics of of x if 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 part of the underlying model, at least today, and maybe it needs to shift, maybe the answer is it needs to shift away from advertising. Um, if, if you believe that this is the one part of your business where you will be beholden to those who uh, have this view, G what do you do? F Y. I, I understand that, but there's a reality too, <laughs> right? 
Yes. No, no. It, it, I, I mean, Linda no, Yaccarino is right here, and she's uh, got to sell uh, advertising. Uh, absolutely. So, um, no, no, totally. So, so no, no, actually, what, what this advertising boycott is, uh, is, is going to do, it's, it's going to kill the company. And do you think that the company... And the whole world will know that those advertisers killed the company, and we will document it in great detail. But there are, those advertisers, I imagine, are going to say, they're going to say, we didn't kill the company. Oh, yeah. They're going to say. Ladies and gentlemen, what you're witnessing with Elon Musk is nothing short of the single bravest thing I've ever witnessed anyone do. I've never deployed to war, so I can't speak on that behalf, but I have never seen anyone stand up with total and complete impartiality and with the brass balls of somebody who really does believe in free speech. I just say he believes in free speech, does believe in it, and is willing to suffer the consequences for speaking freely. Now, it is remarkable that there's never any advertiser boycotts against the state-controlled entities, state-controlled entities like Facebook or Google or TikTok. When something is in total and complete narrative capture, there's never any advertiser boycott. And when, uh, when, when said platforms can engage in all sorts of extremely vile uh, and repugnant behavior, exploitation of children and so forth, um, nobody, nobody ever seems to care. But when somebody says something true, and when somebody says something real, and when somebody tells the truth, like Elon Musk is doing, well, that's not allowed. You can exploit children, you can lie, you can do all, like, you can you can censor, and that leads to no advertiser boycotts ever. But Elon Musk allows truth to be spoken, and then they must destroy the company. Elon Musk, the richest man in the world who has FU money, is saying, go F yourself to the advertisers that are doing this. And oh, by the way, he was speaking directly to Disney, which is a company that thanked the Xinjiang province in China for letting them film Mulan there. That's the same province where there's concentration camps for Uyghur Muslims. So they're going after Elon Musk for being anti-Semitic, yet Disney thanks concentration camp Chinese dictators and communists for letting them film a movie there. Disney on the side of the dictators and the concentration, the people who are running concentration camp. But Elon Musk, the anti-Semite. Disney literally siding with people who run concentration camps. Elon Musk, the anti -Semite. Got it? The guy who was clapping hands with Bibi Netanyahu earlier this week is the anti-Semite. Okay. Elon Musk saying it perfectly at, at the end of these comments, saying, um, all I see is people who care about looking good. They look good because the hive mind, because the bubble, the same bubble that we're talking about with, that affects Republicans in Washington, D.C., there's an advertising bubble, and the people in the advertising space must be must think only one way. This is how you get the Dylan Mulvaney ads with Bud Light. And they care about looking good, but they do evil. Actions, not talk. Actions speak louder than words. Elon Musk taking action. The approach to um, some of the stuff you're doing with, with AI has been very specific, right? There's not a let, let the chips fall where they may approach to those businesses, I don't think. No, we focus on making the best products. And, and, and Tesla has gotten to where it's gotten with no advertising at all. 
I understand that. Tesla currently sells uh, two, twice as much uh, in terms of electric vehicles as the rest of uh, electric car makers in, in the United States combined. Tesla has done more to help the environment than uh, all other companies combined. Uh, it would be fair to say that, therefore, as a leader of the company, I've done more for the environment than everyone else, any single human on Earth. How do you feel about that? No, I, no, how do I feel about that? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm asking you personally how you feel about that, because this goes, we're talking about power and influence and... I'm, and saying, I'm saying what I, what, what I care about is the, the reality of goodness, not the perception of it. And what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. <laughs> them. Okay? Let me ask you this, because I think part of this... Bravest thing I've ever seen anyone do in the public arena. Bravest, bravest single thing. Elon Musk completely yoked, completely goaded for all time. No corporation will ever be led by anybody who has the brass balls of this man and the conviction of this man to actually stand on principle for something. When asked uh, if he will vote for Joe Biden, the king of censors, Elon Musk said this. Um, could you see yourself voting for President Biden? If, if, it's, if it's a Biden-Trump election, for example? I think I would not vote for Biden. <laughs> You'd vote for Trump? I'm not saying I'd vote for Trump, but I mean, this is, this is definitely a difficult choice, yeah. You know, <laughs> would you uh, would you vote for Nikki Haley? Nikki Haley, by the way, wants uh, all social media um, names to be exposed, as you know. No, I think that's outrageous. Yeah, no, I, we, we, I'm not going to vote for some pro censorship candidate. Elon Musk going hard against the censorship regime. And now it seems like turnabout is fair play. Thermodynamics, every single action has an equal and opposite reaction. And the opposite reaction is that people are canceling their Disney Plus subscriptions. All across the internet, there are tens of thousands of accounts that are saying, we are canceling Disney Plus. Reminder, it was the comments of Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, who stopped advertising on X that sort of spawned Elon Musk to say, hey, Bob, GFY. And well, here we are. Bob Iger is now trending and canceling Disney Plus is now the trend. And so it is a wonderful thing to see people uh, signing up for X Premium, which ha I think has some de minimis cost, and canceling their Disney Plus, which is already, by the way, fledgling as a streaming service. Now, this is going to be incredibly painful and it should hurt. I would argue that this is as as important of a fight as the Bud Light Dylan Mulvaney fight. I would say it has probably broader and more powerful cultural implications. And of, of course, uh, you could say that it has constitutional implications as well to who, who and how we see ourselves as Americans. Like freedom of speech, of course, being the number one uh, element that makes you an American given our constitution. So you could argue that this is maybe the most important fight uh, that we've ever had in the culture war. And so sign up for X premium, go and support Elon Musk by using this, this platform. Uh, this is the, this is the battle line that has been drawn. The censors, the slavers versus freedom. This is the stand right here. And we have the momentum. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the truth shall set you free. Nobody personifies that more than one of our favorite reporters on planet Earth, Julie Kelly, who has shed so much truth, uh, uncomfortable truth now on January 6th and the happenings of that day. And a regime that, again, sees us as people ripe for chattel slavery, people that can simply be bullied, butchered, and boxed up. Julie Kelly is somebody who is setting people free. Ladies and gentlemen, joining the show now, the great Julie Kelly. Julie, thank you so much. I uh, uh, love your background, by the way. Just beautiful. Just. I'm just a delicate flower. That's yeah, me, you really are. So, you know, really, so appropriate. You're a delicate flower, and you've had the best reporting on January 6th. <laughs> we always tell everyone you must follow Julie Kelly's work, you must follow her substack, and you must have an opinion on Clay Higgins yesterday saying that he knows that 200 FBI informants were in the crowd that day on January 6th. That's square with your reporting? Um, not anything that I've seen specifically, but of course we do know that there were FBI informants on the ground run into these so-called militia groups like the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers months before January 6th. There were informants on the ground. Some of them were engaged in unlawful activity. I have a report about a man named Michael Jones, who was part of the Proud Boys contingent that day uh, on my Substack. if people want to see footage of what he did. But look, Clay Higgins has said this before, and Benny, you will recall that he actually confronted FBI Director Christopher Wray earlier this year, asked him squarely, did you have undercover assets, FBI assets, dressed as Trump supporters, planted in the Capitol building before the breach? Twice Christopher Wray refused to answer Representative Higgins, and he kind of lost his cool and said, the answer should be a no. This is Representative Higgins. You you should say no, that's not the case. So the fact that Christopher Ray couldn't directly say, Representative, that's preposterous. Of course we didn't do that. And now he is continuing this line again, or accusations that there were these agents in there. Would I be surprised if that's true? Of course not, because we do know that the FBI was deeply involved before and on January 6th. You're one of the few people who could actually comment on the footage of January 6th mm -hmm. before it was made it was made public. And I think they're still in the process of making everything public right now. Uh, but what we have seen are scenes of pure and total horror like that are playing on your screen right now. I, I wonder if you can see it where people are just sort of meandering like a tourist group through the Capitol. There's even one right here where the cops uh, uncuff a man and then fist bump him and right. say, hey, like, great job. I, what, what do you make of this footage? I mean, I've seen a lot of that footage. I have not seen this clip. This is a man named Jared Owens, who coincidentally, Benny, he was arrested by the FBI just two weeks before this video was made public. And of course, the Department of Justice knew that this clip would be part of the initial trove of footage released by Speaker Johnson. All of a sudden, he's arrested. What's interesting, and I found out because I read the indictment and the affidavit, this man was on parole, Jared Owens, and they actually found a knife on him. So instead of immediately taking him into custody, calling DC Metro Police and have him taken away, they give his knife back, he puts it in his backpack, and he leaves outside the building. So none of that makes sense. There were accusations that he might be some sort of a Fed, an FBI informant. 
the media came out and said, oh, no, he's not because he's arrested. That doesn't mean anything. They burn their sources all the time. So I'm going to be following this closely. But look at the man who's talking to the officer. He clearly mm. is an undercover plainclothes police officer, mm. either with Capitol Police. He could be D.C. Metro because we know there were dozens of undercover D.C. Metro police officers on the scene that day as well. I'm more interested to see who that guy is, why he fist bumped Jared Owens and where he went after that. Yeah, it does seem to be an enormous amount of suspicious activity that you see inside of the revelations. Are you are you happy with what Speaker Johnson's done? I mean, do you do you believe this is the way to to have done it? And also, more importantly, with McCarthy, was McCarthy with how did this all play out? Right. Like you got access to the January 6 tapes before the general public did. Mm -hmm. uh, can you give us some background there? I can. So look, I do know that Speaker McCarthy's team was actively working to try to pry this out of the hands of the Department of Justice and Capitol Police. Keep in mind, Benny, this footage, thousands of hours of footage, has been under a blanket protective order asked for by the Department of Justice and Capitol Police. Any clip that is used, even a 45-second clip that's used in, uh, you know, for one of these January 6 defendants is under protective order. So this has been very tightly kept under wraps. And so it was, I know that they were working on an agreement with Capitol Police and DOJ to make this available. It's a very complicated system. I went to the Hill a few times to house uh, building where it's archived and mm -hmm. it is a very complicated system. Hundreds of cameras, you know, for over the course of a few days. So I do think that this is a start. But look, we are now two weeks removed from the initial uh, trove of footage being released. They need to do this on a rolling basis. We need to keep this momentum going in terms of exposing the truth and letting the American people see unfiltered by the media or by the January 6th Select Committee what exactly a full account of what happened that day. There were a lot of different things happening at different times at different locations. The idea that this was all Trump supporters who were assaulting police because Donald Trump sent them there is a lie. Uh, there were a lot of different aspects to this. And so I think that Mike Johnson needs to keep this going and House Republicans need to keep asking questions uh, and, and talking about what might have happened like Representative Higgins did this week. It does seem when you look at the footage of these are going to be police officers opening up the doors, right? And then you can see also footage of the police asking people to leave and they all leave single file. Like they were, again, on an elementary school tour group. Uh, the definition of insurrection is an armed takeover of the government. These people weren't there to insurrect anything. Not if they're leaving peacefully. Again, I always, I always play the game where what would Antifa do if they were able to scale the White House fence, right? Like, would they leave peacefully? Would the White House still be standing? The uh, We see what happens, obviously, when leftists get a hold of monuments or get a hold of federal buildings, they desecrate them and they do their best uh, to attempt to destroy them. And they have to be, they have to be uh, taken forcefully out. So it just, uh, it seems like the entire narrative even with this small trove that's been released, has been utterly obliterated. Uh, and maybe that's why they didn't want the tapes out in the first place. Well, it's absolutely why. And you saw the reaction from the corporate news reporters, certainly Democrats like Jamie Raskin, and the reaction from people like Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. 
But finally, you had a small handful of U.S. senators, including Mike Lee, who said, wait a second, this isn't what we've seen. Why did the January 6th committee in all of its televised hearings, all of the evidence that it produced, all the clips that have been seen on a nonstop basis for almost three years, why didn't we see that? You know, you just showed a little bit ago, you saw Capitol Police officers backing away. This was an uh, access point on the Senate side of the building. You have people who walked in there. One of them was Ethan Nordeen, a proud boy. That's how he got into the Capitol building. He didn't smash windows. He didn't go in there with guns blazing. Nonetheless, he spent almost two years in pretrial detention, charged with seditious conspiracy, convicted by a D.C. jury, and then sentenced to 14 years in prison. And all he did was walk in where you see these individuals walking in right there. So, I mean, you also have to talk about what we've talked about, Benny, for years, and thank you for having me on and covering my work, is the human collateral damage. Mm. This is not just optics directed at Donald Trump. We're talking about destroying thousands of lives and their family members to perpetuate this lie that Donald Trump incited a quote-unquote violent insurrection, which none of it, no aspect of that is remotely true. Uh, but the people whose lives have been destroyed really shame on that committee, shame, on, shame, of course, on the Department of Justice and the federal judges who are all allowing this to happen still on a daily basis. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to find out more and if you wish to find out the actual truth and the TikTok of what's happening, and if you wish to be first when there are new drops or new development when it comes to the immolation of the January 6th fake narrative, you must subscribe to Declassified with Julie Kelly. It is a must read. And you must follow Julie Kelly on X, where she gives you the TikTok and the day to day of what is happening. 512,000 subscribers, Julie. Holy moly. They can't all be wrong. They know. They know what's up. <laughs> Julie Kelly, thank you so much for being on the program. Godspeed. Merry Christmas. You too. Back to you, Benny, and your beautiful family. Thanks so much. Ladies and gentlemen, um, while we do our best to ensure that there is a positive and lighthearted uh, way that we end the show uh, and that we leave you with happy news, um, we have no choice but to leave you with news that Joe Biden intends on blowing up the world because that's what Joe Biden said yesterday at a factory tour in Colorado. Joe Biden tour, toured a factory that makes windmills or whatever to go chop the heads off birds, right? And in the time frame that he was touring that factory, Joe Biden turns to some of the factory hands and goes, you know, I have Marines with me that could help me blow up the world. This is Nick. Hey, Nick. This is uh, Nick Reed. Now look, my, my Marine carries that and it has a code to blow up the world. That doesn't, this is not. Nuclear weapons, oh, is no. it? All right, okay. He's against the camera. It's our crane up. I have a Marine with me that will, that will help me blow up the world. Joe Biden presumably talking about the nuclear football. If I, if I understand this correctly, though, that isn't carried by the Marines. It's carried by the Air Force. Maybe I'm wrong. But, uh, okay. That's really horrifying that Joe Biden would ha say that. 
But at least Joe Biden was putting English words together in a sentence, not not in this situation. Here in Colorado, the wind turbine manufacturing Vistas is, is investing $40 million to expand fa its factory and hire an additional 1,000 employees. Solar manufacturer Ber Meyer Berger is building a new solar cell factory just down the road in Colorado Springs. Joe Biden said that Donald Trump was a congressman during this speech. Joe Biden didn't know the president of China. The guy before Xi Jinping is the, the, the name he said. Joe Biden uh, got lost regularly in a teleprompter speech. This is why I want Joe Biden as the nominee. I have often said that maybe Joe, like they're going to kick Joe Biden now. They're going to swap Joe Biden or we should beat Joe Biden, put him in chicken Gitmo. Nope. Let the guy go through 2024. I've now completely changed. I've been watching this closely enough. Let the guy go through 2024. I've seen enough. Got to have Joe Biden on the ballot in 2024. Joe Biden needs some extra energy, but you won't. If you drink blackout coffee, blackout coffee is the drink that keeps me powered throughout the show and throughout the amount of work that we are doing at this company. We're very excited to share with you some special projects that will be powered by blackout coffee. Blackout coffee is the sweet caffeinated black ground juice that goes into my veins before I do this show helps me fight the communists. And they are a 100% American company with 100% conservative values and 100% delicious, exceptional product. I have my blackout coffee mug with me at all times. Ice coffee this morning, a little extra boost. Please, ladies and gentlemen, go to blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny and use the coupon code Benny to get 20% off your first order. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. Be awake, not woke. And if you are awake, well, then you will know your Bible and you will know your verse of the day from Psalms 119. Blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. Make sure that you are surrounded by people who are keeping the Ten Commandments, who are keeping uh, the statutes of God uh, and the statutes of free men, right? Christ is not about slavery. Christ is about freedom. There are many, many verses about this, and it's becoming sort of a theme of the show. There is a group of people who wish for slavery for you and I. They can't tolerate the fact that we are free. We are free in Christ, ultimately, not, not even the Constitution. Constitution is just words on paper, okay? Like, if you don't have people that follow it. But the scriptures are the divine providence and wisdom of God, and that will truly set you free. Of course, our Constitution was based upon the ideals of freedom that was set forth in our Christian faith. And we should be celebrating that this Christmas with the birth of Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, set your hearts on the statues of God and seek them, and you'll be good. It's your boy, Benny. This is The Benny Show. See ya.